This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Good Wednesday morning, everybody. I'm Glenn DeGeek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses and That Sounds So it Weird does to sound Me. It sounds weird that. to me, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for October 24th. And this episode is brought to you by horselovers.com. What is this, 2024 or something or 44? I don't even know what episode number this is. Uh, 2044. Good morning, Horse World. 2044. 16,487. Everybody, up, rise, and shine. It's a new day. It's Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Here we can go again. And away we go. Well, good morning, everybody. All of our South Carolina listeners, please, I am sure, have already checked their lottery tickets. Somebody that bought a ticket. Were you in South Carolina yesterday, Jamie? God, I wish I was. I, I bought I bought one in Oklahoma, and I was honestly going to do my daily Winnie as a because I I didn't know who won yet, but I knew somebody did, and I was going to do my daily Winnie. Like I just want you guys to know that I will stay real and I will keep doing the show, but like I'm going to own the company. <laughs> okay, let me just say this: if I won 1.6 billion, I am not doing the show anymore. I'm just really I'm throwing it out there. <laughs> I am out. I'm sorry, people. I love you all, but 1.6 billion, may, I'm out. <laughs> I may take some more days off. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so one winner in South Carolina, 1.6 billion. It was 2.2, I thought it got it. Well, the, what they were doing was adding both jackpots, the Powerball and the Mega, but Mega was 1.6. Uh, it, it's enough, probably, to last Billion a dollars. <laughs> Probably enough to last a little. You know, we were talking about this the other day, though. If you're going to win, if you win $1.6 billion, your life is screwed. You're going to need security. You're going to, it's, it's almost better to win. This is what we were talking about. Isn't it almost better to win $4 million, $5 million, $10 million? Because nobody notices those little ones. And you could probably slide under the radar. But you win $1.6 billion, you need security. Your life is screwed. You're screwed. There's a couple states where you can remain anonymous. I'm trying to look. Five states. There's five states. And Florida, I can tell you, is not one of them. So your name's out there. You're just, you're literally screwed. I mean, I think you're almost better off winning five, 10, 20 million even because nobody cares. Nobody even follows that anymore, right? Um, But this amount of money, you're just (laughs) in trouble. Your life is going to change. I don't know if it's going to be all that good. South Carolina. Wait, what What state was South it? South Carolina. Oh, my gosh. That's one of the ones you can remain anonymous. God, the first thing I'd be doing is, is getting a team of lawyers, wouldn't you? I mean, a team of lawyers. You know, I hope somebody that is sensible and charitable won this. And not somebody who's like, yeah, baby, we're going to go up to Dollywood. We're going to spend all weekend there. We're going to make it rain up in here. 
I mean, no offense to Dollywood, but like, <laughs> I was just gonna say, if for the Dollywood like lovers out thing, there, <laughs> like, if you win to a billion dollars and that's your like first odds, we own a Dollywood. Now, wait a minute, let me just ask. I think so, that's let, what Glenn will say if he wins. That's right. <laughs> Have you ever been to Dollywood, Jimmy? This is not a discussion nope. on Dollywood. Let's care. <laughs> let's keep it going. Um, so, at any rate, so yeah, I think, if I have my choice, I'm going to win ten million and just be happy. And I'll take a billion. I'll figure it out. <laughs> How many horses is that? Uh, a lot. Oh, it's so many, so many. You would have all so many them. mustangs. You wouldn't know what to do with all of them. them. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> That's all right. Of them. All of them. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so our South Carolina listener, if you won, we're here. Consider upping your pledge as an auditor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At least go to $25 a month, you know? Yeah, up, seriously. <laughs> up it from, see, we're already bugging him for money. See, that's, uh, that's why it doesn't pay to win. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy, what's on today's show? Oh, guys, I wanted to win so bad. I'm not even in South Carolina, and I checked my tickets. And I didn't even buy tickets. I just wanted to win. <laughs> really, really. I checked mine. I got you, two numbers on one line. I don't even know. I haven't checked mine yet. It's early. Spread the wealth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, on today's show, guest Elisa Wallace joins us to talk about winning ribbons with her Mustang Dorado. Crystal Kelly stops back in to tell us all about her trip to Bhutan. And one of my favorite people, Sally from Heels Down Magazine, joins us with their latest. So you don't want to miss any of it. It's a packed show as always today, guys. And speaking of today, today is Lung Health Day. And as someone with only one good lung, this day hits close to home. And as someone whose bad lungs sometimes drives her completely crazy, guess what else today is, guys? Don't know. I, I couldn't even what. guess. <laughs> what is it's it? What? It's National Crazy. It's National Crazy Day. <laughs> and it's someone from Florida. I'm proud, I'm proud to say I think we lead the league in crazy. What yeah, think? I think we probably lead that one. National <laughs> Crazy Day. There actually is a day for that. Apparently. I'm going to wish a happy birthday to John Nunn, who is the owner of Bit of Britain and Tack of the Day, one of our terrific sponsors. So, happy birthday. He's one of our longest sponsors, actually. He's been sponsoring the eventing show since it started, I think, nine years ago. Uh, also, to Trevor Carter, who uh, is Tara Carter's husband. She was on yesterday in the Western episode. It's his birthday today, so happy birthday to Trevor out there in New Mexico. We also want to welcome some new auditors, Linda Crew, Julie Hansen, Brenda Honeycutt. I love that name, Honeycutt. Brenda Honeycutt and Jenna McKay. Uh, welcome all of you. If you're not a member of the auditor room yet, just search for HRN Auditors on Facebook and request to enter and we'll add you to the auditor room. Lots of fun conversations going on in there and some really gross ones. So uh, <laughs> that's what's happening. I didn't get to see what you deleted. Apparently there's some pussy uh, oh. something or other. <laughs> I didn't even look it. at the video. I, all I had to do was see the picture. Delete! No pus in the auditor's room. <laughs> so as you guys may know, uh, I did buy two new off-the-track thoroughbreds. One of, uh, I hope to make my thoroughbred makeover horse. But anyway, I've been starting kind of along in the training of these guys. And I 
guess I'm not giving Chad enough credit because I got a message that said, um, you like talk about everybody but your husband. And so, yes, I did get one of them for my birthday. And I just wanted to thank my dear husband because I'm getting publicly shamed for not talking yeah, about but him. In, in your defense, I remember Monday we mentioned that it was a present from Chad. Yeah, apparently we didn't sing enough about Chad. Chad is great. He gives his dog. Yay. Chad is great. Okay. But right. see, no, I think anybody that's been listening for a long time knows it's a given that if Chad puts up with you on an everyday basis, he must right? be great. I, that's just a given. And you know what else I learned about living here in Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. Kind of in the country area. You know, when I when we lived in Phoenix, I'd say, bye, I love you, drive safe. Do you know what the equivalent of bye, I love you, drive safe is? Yeah. See ya, watch for deer. <laughs> <laughs> So now I have every day we leave the house, I'm like, see ya, watch your deer. And he knows that that means, bye, honey, I love you, drive safe. <laughs> <laughs> and one of our, uh, one of my Facebook friends yesterday took out a deer and the whole entire front of the car. Oh, so I see, no. I can see. Everybody, you know, when you hit a deer, everybody, I think it's required by law now that you must post a picture of your car on Facebook, including all the guts and, you know. Uh, no. And, yeah, it's what? it's a thing. It is definitely a thing. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'm glad that you're getting settled in over there. A couple of programming notes before we get Elisa on and on a couple of the shows. First, Equine Clicker 101, Shauna Koresh's new show, is approved finally through iTunes after eight days. And you will also find it, there is an update on the Horse Radio Network app. So you'll find it on the Horse Radio Network apps, iOS or Android. Just make sure you do your updates. And any podcast player. Now, if you search for Equine clicker 101 you will find that new show it's it's had 500 downloads even without it being anywhere just off the website so uh, i think she's going to do really well with that so check that out two important notes too to our horses in the morning listeners because i know you'll both know about this on the dressage show episode 487 the last one that was out uh, they had uh, Jody Kelly on. Uh, Jody Kelly lives where the hurricane was in Destin, Florida. We talked about her during Hurricane Michael, how she had evacuated and stuff. We chatted about that here. She came on and gave a report of what's happening in the community there, the equestrian community and the cleanup for Michael. So check that out on the Dressage Radio Show. Also, a name everybody's going to recognize because we all helped him buy a horse, Jonty Evans, who has the horse that everybody helped buy uh, and also had the terrible accident where he was in a coma for a very long time, came on and talked for the first time on the eventing radio show. So that's episode 532. It's the one that was just put out. So you can hear Jaunty and he tells you how he's doing, how his recovery is going. And the fact that he could even come on that show from what we talked about, Jamie, what what, after he had the accident, we never thought he'd be Mm -hmm. on a show again. So he's making, uh, he's making progress. That's amazing. And they catch up with him. So that's on the eventing radio show, too. So a lot going on on the network. Um, What else did I have to update? Well, we're waiting on Elisa. And as some of you know, she publicly shames me all the time. So in preparation for uh, Elisa coming on, because I have to be on my toes, um, (laughs) I had to get some coffee. And I went in to get coffee, my second cup to refill it. And my mother-in-law's in in the kitchen because I'm at my mother-in-law's house and father-in-law's house. Um, And I went in and I poured my second cup of coffee and she's like, 
what are you doing? I said, I'm getting another cup of coffee. She goes, that's a soup bowl. <laughs> so apparently I've had two soup bowls full of coffee. <laughs> I don't know. It was big. It was nice. I liked it. So I've had Does two it have soup a handle? bowls of coffee. Yes, it has a handle, but it's like, it's a goblet of, it's really a nice big, I thought it was a big cup of coffee. She's like, that's a soup bowl. So I am ready. It's actually kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> She, yeah, she just can't let anything slide. Just let it go. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Well, while we're waiting for Elisa, I also wanted to mention, please hop on over to HolidayRadiothon.com slash enter. Uh, entries have started to come in now for Radiothon. We have over $4,000 in prizes and more being confirmed every day. So uh, go on over. You can see how you can enter. Send in your voicemails and uh, talk a little bit about the theme this year or anything you want to. Write a clever song. Uh, we are counting on uh, a couple of our listeners. They know who they are to represent the Jewish community. I heard they were going to get together this year and maybe do a duet. So we'll find. <laughs> so there's two. There's You're two. saying there's two. Yes, we now have two. We only had one before. Now we have two. Wow. So we, we expect to hear a song uh, from the Jewish community here uh, uh, for Radiothon. Uh, we, are, we are not biased. We will take songs from anybody. Uh, and let's see here. We have, Elisa's we have ready. Elisa. Yep. Okay, good. Well, let's welcome on Elisa Wallace. She needs no introduction because she's a, you know, four-star rider, but she's also, let's see, Elisa, good. Let's, let's talk about your month, shall we? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing good. I'm actually, uh, just finishing up my ride on Johnny. So then good morning so far. Are we talking to you while you're sitting on your four-star horse? <laughs> yeah, in the okay. middle of my arena. I'll try to not move so my service doesn't lose anything. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's super cool. So you've had a heck of a month. Let's start with the Thoroughbred Makeover. Uh, big winner. What's up? Yeah, so that was pretty exciting. Um, I was really happy with both uh, horses that I had. Um, and... Yeah, I've been working pretty hard. Like, I've come short the past couple of years, and so it was really nice to, to finally win it. Um, I think it's a really good platform to show the versatility of the thoroughbreds. And, you know, each year they try to make it better and better. And, and uh, always a hat's off to the person and the whole crew because it's a lot of work, I know. And, and uh, But they do a lot of good. Gosh, they have done a lot of good. There's so many people. I mean, the 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 makeover now is just common, you know, vernacular for people that are involved with off the track horses. It's just something that you do. I mean, I just bought two, and I was like, okay, which one's eligible? And one of the, oh, he's eligible. Yeah. Like that's all you have to say is is he eligible? And then people know exactly what right. you're talking about. So, so you had two go in the eventing and uh, the freestyle and. And you won the whole bloody thing. Fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And uh, then? I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, and again, like, I, I was very happy with both horses. They're both very different horses, but um, uh, the one horse, Sharp Johnny, which we, I can't call him Johnny because I have 
my four-star Johnny. Uh, so I call him Sharpie. Um, he finished up fourth, and he was a war horse, so he raced 61 times. So I was, and he, what's exciting about him is uh, he'll be running his first pre-list, fingers crossed, in uh, two weeks um, at Rocking Horse. So I'm really excited about that. Man, that's um, awesome. Then, uh, then the uh, Reloaded, who won, um, he's a very exciting horse, and he's uh, back with the owner, so the daughter is taking the reins over, so that will be fun to kind of watch them grow together. So uh, now I'm on the hunt for the next kind of group of the RRP horses. I, like I said, I think it's pretty fun, and it's a good Good distraction while I can stay aligned with my venting at the same time. Yeah, it definitely uh, keeps you, it, it probably keeps you a little grounded for sure. So I was going to ask if you're keeping Sniper as well. So Sniper's going to his owners, and then are you keeping Sharpie or is he owned by a syndicate as well? Uh, Sharpie is owned by actually Susan Day, who is uh, a syndicate owner of Johnny as well. So he's staying with me. Um, and kind of see where he goes. Fun, fun, uh, pedigree stuff is that they are related to Johnny through the Danzig line, uh-huh. um, which is why they're so brave, but then have their little quirks all at the same time. So, um, it's kind of fun that they're related to Johnny and to bring up, bring him up the level. So pretty excited about Sharpie and see how he'll go. And he's, Sharpies actually was my first war horse that I've done. And he's war horses are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. And then we, let's move on to the Mustang world because you not only ride in four stars eventing and shortlisted, you know, for the Olympics and train race horses off the track. You also, and this is where I feel like you and I bonded and became like best friends is over the Mustangs. And then you, you go and you enter the tip challenge, which is a uh, Mustang makeover in Georgia, and you win that whole thing. Yeah, I was lucky. <laughs> um, <laughs> good, good week. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it was a the horse that I had, Dorado. He, I was actually thirty days behind everyone because the first Mustang I had ended up having an injury. Um, and then I actually drove all the way to Oklahoma and, uh, got Dorado and, um, he's been a tough dude. Like he's probably one of the toughest Mustangs that I've done. I've done around 13 or 14 Mustangs. Um, so it was really rewarding to have him, you know, at the, that's the, the addictive part of the Mustangs is, is the change. So he's just turned into a big puppy dog now. I mean, he did jump out of the paddock a couple of days ago and he's in a stall. So <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess they were bush hogging and he's like, yeah, I'd rather be in my stall. So he came back to the barn and was just standing in a stall eating his hay. So they just cracked me up. But, uh, the, the tip makeover is really cool. Um, another really great platform I thought too, because, well, there's good prize money for one. Um, it is an in-hand competition, so it's a little different uh, as far as the regular extreme Mustang. So we don't have to ride them, but I did want to set a goal of having my horse being ridden. Um, and he was able to go and complete a beginner novice at Stableview, which was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. 
um, before we went. But, yeah, it's, it's really cool because you can choose to, to send your horse to the auction if you want to or not, or because they're already adopted, you don't have to worry about that. Um, so it's a great first-time um, Mustang adopter want to get in the competition, kind of get your feet wet because there's, you know, the Mustang community along with the thoroughbred community or and the eventing community, you know, it's all great people that want to help horses. So, mm-hmm. um, so did you, so you really kept good. him, obviously you didn't have to send him to the auction, which is nice because most of the time all the horses have to be auctioned off and you love your horse and you want right. to keep him, but then you have to fight for him at the end of it. So this right. one was one where you didn't have to, and you didn't, you didn't send him through. I, I didn't because he is a, he has been a difficult horse. And so I've had, I've obviously put a lot of work into him and he's going, you know, in, a, in another year or so he'll be probably kid proof, but you know, the, I want my horses to be successful. And I mean, he, he is available um, to the right person because I don't think for me, I have three Mustangs already that kind of tick all the boxes, so I don't need to keep another one unless they tick like that upper level box. So, mm-hmm. um, while I'm attached and I will cry when he does leave me, but um, I I'm keeping him in training until kind of his right person comes along to make nice. sure it's successful. Because uh, that that's my goal is to to show these horses that they're valued, they have value, they have worth, and um, so that's my, there's no sense in just, you know, making room for him if, if it's not going to work. So you know, you that's know, kind of my goal with any of my horses. You know, guys, when you go to a show and you pull in and you see that person over there and you go, oh, she's here again. I've got no chance. Do you think that's what all the Mustang competitors do when Elisa pulls in now with her trailer and goes, oh, <laughs> Elisa's here. Oh, I got no chance. Man. Oh, it's over. I got to go home. No, <laughs> horses are horses now, guys. It doesn't matter how much you practice. You know, in the end, it's, it's the horse is the variable, and they can do the funniest things on you sometimes in competition. So I, I don't know how many times I've practiced with Dorado with the tarp, and he's never boxed or kicked at the tarp. He's done other things. But then, you know, he decided in my freestyle that that would be funny. <laughs> no, that's what I was going to ask is what were some of the biggest challenges with Dorado? I mean, I watched a lot of your videos, so I kind of know a lot of the answers to these questions, but, but tell everybody what were some of the big, the big challenges? Well, you know, in the beginning, he, he was a uh, sensitive, so he had high flight, but then he also had a high fight. So uh, kind of in the beginning, and I kind of was warned with the first horse that I had from the same herd, um, you know, where you wanted, you, you do your typical um, pressure and release to get the draw. Where Dorado caught me in the beginning is like, I had him drawing to me and he's like, heck yeah, I'm getting you to move. And he, he came, you know, he took territory over me. So he like completely charged me, ran me over a couple of times. Um so then there were a couple of sessions where I was outside of the pin because um, it was literally like if he saw, and he was a, strange because the more pressure you went to put on him, the more he'd come at you. So um, it, he was a different type of horse that I had to really kind of adapt. Certain, you know, I had to do things differently than I've done in the past. So, I mean, normally 
I can get on them within the first couple of days. It took me about mm, two weeks before I could even get near that. But, um, you know, and then I think of it took me two and a half hours to get him into his stall. But now he loves his stall. So, um, you know, each horse, each Mustang teaches you, um, and especially the difficult ones are your biggest teacher. So uh, he fucks me off. You know, I was, he's, I was able to ride him bareback, but, you know, rider plus a saddle is different. And um, he's just, I call him very committed sometimes to his <laughs> ideas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that, I think that's a nice way of putting it. But I've, so I've had to um, be make sure I'm always confident and in that type of mind frame. And now of course, like I, I can, he's very trusting of me. And, um, but definitely he, he got my adrenaline going in the beginning. That's for sure. And he was, he was a horse you had to really take seriously and be focused, uh, when you worked with him. Um, because that charging type dominant stallion behavior was in there. Um, so meanwhile you still had the flight so there would be times where i would be working him and he'd be like yeah i'm done and he i'd have to have a 50 foot rope because he would leave and (laughs) i'd be at the end of the rope and he'd stop after about 30 feet um but yeah he definitely put me through my paces he wouldn't have been a fun first mustang that's for sure Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, talk a little bit because now, um, you obviously know where I live and I live about 35 minutes from where you got him, which is in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. And so when are we going to go and hang out in Paul's Valley and, and look at Mustangs? When do you come to get your next one? You're in trouble. Yeah. I don't know who's in bigger trouble, me or you. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the good thing is I don't have the facility set up yet for a wild one because my fences aren't big enough, but I did just buy a six foot round pin. So all I have to do is go to tractor supply and get some panel. I did. I got some six foot round pin. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, See, you're fine. You're good to go. Yeah. Chad's like, well, this one's five foot and it's cheap. I'm like, nope, I need six foot. I don't want to talk about why. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm so yeah, excited. It's, so, it's by... go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say it, it's just exciting that you're that close, and so I have, I've got, I've got friends in in good places, and uh, after Dorado finds his home, then I'll bring in another Mustang, and it's kind of like I try to keep keeping, you know, one or two at a time, so I don't overextend myself, but it's definitely mm-hmm. part of what I like to do. When is the next tip challenge for you? Um, there is a tip challenge that will be held in Wisconsin, um, which is two weeks. I think it's like April 12th to the 14th. It's a big, uh, huge horse trade fair um, that I'm considering going to. And then, of course, there's another one in Georgia. So it all kind of depends on how my schedule plays out with the eventing. Um, cause obviously my goal is with Johnny to do, uh, Kentucky again. Um, and then I have a exciting up and coming horse, right? Gear who I am shooting for the Pan Am next year. So, um, should be an exciting year for 2019. Absolutely. I'm so excited to see how it all plays out. And when you get your, um, 
racehorse, retired racehorse project, which by the way, I messaged you uh, the rescue. I just got my guy from, uh, they have some really nice ones, uh, but they have, have them coming in all yeah, the time. You're, you're also near, near racetracks, I believe. Too, yeah. Aren't you? Uh, it's, yeah. yeah, it's very, very dangerous. <laughs> and there's two places that I know that take them off the track and give them their downtime and then adopt them out. The, this place I got this little guy from, it's called a uh, horse and hound rescue. And, uh, they okay. take them off the track and they're a thousand dollars. The adoption fee is a thousand dollars. Um, and so, mm-hmm. and, and, and so if you're a trainer, they waive the, like, you can't ever sell them kind of thing. And so it's awesome. And so dangerous. She's like, I am so excited that we met. This is going to be great. I'm <laughs> like, Chad oh my God. know all about this? Is Chad yeah, uh, not program, telling him? Really or... amazing. Yeah. They, they're very great. For the service. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. And yeah, Chad knows all about it. And he's like, gulp. <laughs> That's why I have two. Um, so anyway, I'm I'm super excited. We're going to stable next to each other at the pro- project next year. Okay. Sound, sound good? Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. Elisa Wallace, good luck with everything. Give Johnny a carrot for us when uh, when you're done done riding him and thank you for coming on and congratulations on the makeover and then the the thoroughbred makeover and then the mustang makeover it's just been awesome to kind of follow your journey and i'm so excited for you and come get the next one let's do it no thank you guys so much all right bye 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 well, horselovers.com is our sponsor today. And while you guys were talking, I was just on their website. They have up to 70% off over 500 Ariat items. So, Oh, uh, no. First of all, Ariat has 500 items. That's crazy. Um, but they have boots. They have tall boots. They have uh, paddock boots, all kinds of boots. They have breeches, shirts, jackets. Uh, some of these breeches are 50% off. Uh, some of the boots are up to 25, 30, 40% off from what I saw. I, they, I didn't realize Ariat has a lot of different kinds of breeches. <laughs> they have a lot of different breeches. Uh, but then Ariat also has Western boots and some of those are on sale over here. So definitely head over to horselovers.com and check that out. But the other thing is they right now, we've had these reviewed too on our show by one of our auditors the noble outfitters ladies mud cold front uh high boots that we've talked about here on the show before they're perfect for winter time if you buy one of those right now at 109 dollars you'll get five pairs of free socks so uh, if you get one of the winter boots going into winter here you'll get five pairs of free socks and uh jamie you're gonna have to think about winter stuff now you never had to think about that before but uh, (sighs) that's coming i don't want to talk about it but they have it right now. You can just head over to horselovers.com and take a look at your winter stuff. Up to 500 new closeouts, and that's 70% off of Ariat. Who moves out of Arizona in October? Yeah, usually people do it the other way. They the go to stupidest Arizona. stupidest thing. <laughs> Horselovers.com. All right, now we're going to make a call. We are going to head to Stuttgart, Germany. And I have to do this. I have to do this live on the air because um, because we can't call Stuttgart any other way. And uh, we're calling Crystal Kelly, who is a adventurist. That is her title. She's an adventurist. Is there a bigger adventurist than what we just heard? I uh, mean, this is like adventurous day. It is. Um, all, really all, Crystal does some wacky stuff and actually has sponsors that pay for it. So that's what makes this really crazy. Uh, I think we met her because of 
she's been on the show before, and I think we met her. Here we go. I'm just trying to find her. We met her because of Mongol Derby. And we're going to see if we can get her on the line here live. She's from England, but right now is in Stuttgart. And we're going to talk about why she's in Germany right now. Hello. Hello, Crystal. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. We have Glenn and Jamie here from Horses in the Morning. Thank you so much for joining us. You said you're in the middle of a hotel and you're in Stuttgart, right? I am, yes. I'm in Germany now, so if there's some sounds of plates and things behind me, that's what that is. It'll be people eating <laughs> schnitzel. That's, wh- that's where she is right now. <laughs> yeah. so, Crystal! And sauerkraut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I saw a picture last night. You weren't eating schnitzel. You were eating sushi in Germany. Yes, German sushi. They invented their own sushi. It was uh, pretty hilarious. It was a little like salami with mm. cabbage rolled with some rice and uh, the little green sushi-like leaf. It was a very good effort. Very good effort. <laughs> effort. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, good effort. <laughs> the best German sushi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that just sounds wrong on all fronts. Um, but you are in Germany during October, so there's that. You, you, Please tell me you had a beer somewhere. Well, yeah, that's yeah. true. Okay. I, did, I did have to have my, my German beer, so... Check. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pink Mini, you are in Germany because you are driving a Pink Mini, and it's not a horse. Uh, you're d- actually driving a Pink Mini car. Uh, tell us why you're doing this Pink Mini adventure, and then we're going to talk about your horse trip to Bataan. Yes, yeah, so the Pink Mini is a classic Pink Mini. If, if anyone has seen Mr. Bean, it is that car, the Mr. Bean car, and it's a hilarious little machine. It's uh, 1989. And basically, I am driving it from England, where I'm, I'm currently living, down to Italy. If anyone has seen the Italian job movie, I'm basically reenacting this movie. And so I'm going to go to Emola and Bologna and then finish the rally in Turin. And the whole point of this rally is it's actually a charity fundraising event. So I'm trying to raise money for the Buttle UK Children's Charity. And I have been sponsored by Mala, which is a car engineering company. So because of them, that's why we stopped here in Stuttgart, actually. And um, yeah, so we're, we're raising money for, for charity. So please what, tell What more reason do you need to drive me? <laughs> that's a great reason. And please tell me when you get to Italy, you're going to race through parking garages and fly over buildings and cars and things. Well, I think I have to if I want to escape with all the cash. That's right. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that I think would be ideal. I know we are reenacting uh, some of the stuff. I know we get to go to the Fiat racetrack or something, which was a scene in the movie. And I know we're going to get to do a few different things. And actually, the Turin police, they're going to be escorting us. It's going to be a whole bunch of uh, minis, but also other vehicles that was also seen in the classic 1969 film. And so, yeah, the police are going to be escorting us like a parade to the Turin city center. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun, I think. Oh, that's hilarious. And did you also get to, did I see on your page, and there is a Facebook page called Pink Mini. You can find that on Facebook. We'll post a link to it. And, and also, Crystal Kelly's page has, uh, is pretty much all public posts, so you can check that out as well. But did I see that you guys actually got to race your Mini on a racetrack already? We did, yes. Yeah. So Mala, because they sponsored us. And of course, they're a car company. They're designing engines and um, it's a German company, but they're based all over the world. 
And so they basically pit our little mini up against one of their demonstration cars, which their demonstration car is a supercharged GT, you know, fancy car with a powerful engine. And they decided to hire a racetrack for a day. And we got to race our car against this car. And it was really funny. We had to set up the cones and see. So it took the Mini 30 seconds because the top speed of the Mini is 60 miles an hour. That's the top <laughs> speed. And it, it takes a little while to get up there. So we put, uh, I think we marked out a quarter of a mile. It took the Mini uh, 30 seconds. Well, no, a little bit less than 30 seconds to do that quarter of a mile. And, of course, this supercharged car. And the guy was going easy on us, of course. It took him uh, in the same amount of time in that 30 seconds to do over half a mile. So, yeah, <laughs> that's what we were up against. But it was, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, it, because it was Mala's demonstration car, so it had all this turbo stuff. And, yeah, it was just really a fun, fun day. Did they let race. you drive the turbo car, too? Did, please tell me you got to drive it. I got to ride in the turbo car oh. and drive it. <laughs> okay. But I think riding in it was, was enough for me. It was, <laughs> it was pretty fast. <laughs> uh, well, it's pretty fast after you've been riding in a Mini for hundreds of miles. It's, uh, <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, that is very exciting, and it, you get to do the coolest stuff, that is for sure. But I contacted you a little while back, I think even before you started the Mini Adventure, because you had done a trip uh, with horses to Bhutan. So tell us, first of all, where is Bhutan? Tell us a little bit about Bhutan and then why you did this. Yeah, so Bhutan, it's actually, it's one of the most amazing countries I've ever been, to be honest. It's a small landlocked country. It's touching India and China. And I think the population of the whole country is 700,000 people. So it's not very big. And it is a Buddhist country. And I think people might have, it's becoming a little bit more popular now because it is known as one of the happiest uh, countries, you know, with the happiest people. Huh. And they have a temple, which is at the top of this cliff. And it's a famous temple. It's called the Tiger's Nest Temple. And so I had originally found out about Bhutan um, back in 2013. I was actually living in India, working with horses. And I had seen a picture of this Tiger's Nest Temple. And I was looking to, like, you know, go on a little mini holiday or something like that at nearby countries. And I saw this picture of the Tiger's Nest Temple. And I just, like immediately felt this like, I don't know, gut punching, like I have to see this temple. It was like calling to me. So I ended up going on the internet and I found, I couldn't find anything horsey related, but I, after hours and hours on the internet, I found one picture of horses with Bhutan somewhere in there. And so I contacted them and it turned out to be a, a tour company that wanted to start a horse riding program. So I, within a week was on a plane flying to this tiny little country and you have to fly past Mount Everest to get to it. So I had a Mount Everest view and it's a tiny, tiny little plane with a little propellers and very, very cute little plane. And I was like the only foreigner. There was probably six people on the flight with me. And I spent a month uh, living in Bhutan and training the horses, training the staff, riding the ponies around in the mountains and the Himalayas and exploring the temples. So yeah, that's how I how I found Bhutan, or Bhutan found me. <laughs> how did you? So I was taking a look at some of your pictures for Bhutan. They are ponies. What are they looking to be? A thirteen, fourteen hand ponies? What are they? What breed are are they? Their own thing? Where did they get them from? Yeah, so 
Bhutan, uh, sorry, Bhutanese people, uh, they don't ride the horses. They are really small. They're, they're ponies. They're probably about 13 hands, like you said. Some a little bit bigger, some a little bit smaller. And they, the Bhutanese people were using them as pack animals. So they would just basically like chase them up the mountains with sticks and they had stuff on their back. And they switched between ponies or yaks. And so they weren't really riding the ponies. And then they used the ponies in the religious festival sometimes. So the only one riding the horses are the, the gods, the deities. So no human was riding the ponies. And so when I went there, and of course, all of these, it was all a bunch of men. And I had to show them how to saddle the horses and bridle them because they'd never done that before. And, um, yeah, we basically just had to start from scratch. But the ponies were used to carrying the packs. So right. when we sat on them, they weren't bothered at all. And, you know, they're mountainy things. So they're very accustomed to the terrain and, you know, they just wander around. So they were fantastic little mountain ponies. And they're, they're some of them are quite sturdy. They're quite stocky. And, you know, so they're kind of different sizes, but they are mixed, a mixed breed. And then I think, I don't even know, less than 10 years ago, some... I think a Belgian guy decided to import halflinger ponies and he tried to mix the local ponies with the halflinger ponies. <laughs> and uh, I was told that that didn't go over very well, but so you will see some halflinger type ponies and then just a, a funny mixture of the local Bhutanese ponies. Wow. And it's very mountainous, right? That's, These little that's ponies. like breeding. That's like throwing in draft horse ponies into Mustangs. Who would do that? Right. That's insane. <laughs> exactly. it, well, and it didn't go over very well because the halflingers just aren't very mountainy ponies. So they're no. super pretty to look at, but they're not very good in the mountains themselves. I mean, I could see the idea because they are sturdy and maybe they thought that they would carry more weight. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it didn't work very well. So I think they, they don't really do that anymore, but you will see some cute little halflinger mixed ponies running around. And <laughs> so my wow. first question is, and you've dealt with this, everything you've done, because you are an adventure person, you go everywhere, but how do you communicate? So you go to Bhutan. I don't even know what, do they speak to Bhutanese? I don't even know what they speak. How do you communicate? So I was fortunate because. I was going with a tour company, like I said. So I had an English speaking guide and he would translate with the others. Cause I was training quite a few people how to take care of the horses and, and also designing the trails and, you know, it, basically everything. And so they didn't speak in English. They do speak uh, Bhutanese. It's called Zonga. And so they speak that language and then this guy would sort of translate or, you know what, you just mime. <laughs> Miming seems to work. <laughs> and uh, so now we talk a lot about, obviously, about the Mongol Derby in Mongolia. And I assume, is the food similar? What, what are you eating when you go to Bhutan? Oh, Jamie, you can just pass out right now. Um, <laughs> Jamie's a vegetarian, so she can just pass out right now. Oh, well, then she'll be fine in Bhutan. Oh, okay. It's a Buddhist country. They eat a lot of rice. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner, rice, rice, rice. But they put stuff on the rice. So you can choose which things. So they have some like meat dishes. And then they have the favorite thing that the Bhutanese people love is they have this. It's called like chili and cheese thing. I don't really know how to describe it more than that. But it's basically a bowl with chilies and cheese. And it's mixed together. And they put that on their rice. And it's very spicy. 
So usually they water it down for the tourists. Here's where um, you won me over—is <laughs> cheese on anything. Well, chili and cheese isn't that nacho well, sauce? They basically use nacho sauce, uh, isn't that what that is? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Chili nacho sauce on rice, so <laughs> you'll be fine. And then, of course, they have vegetarian meals um, because actually, the month that I was there, because I was there again this June, I brought um, eight ladies, and it was actually they were having some kind of very religious festival, so there was a meat like stop. So there was no meat while we were traveling there. So everyone was living vegetarian. And, and you, you don't actually miss the meat because the veggies and everything are so good. And then obviously you're eating it with the rice. So, yeah, you didn't, trying to we tell didn't really miss that. the meat so much. I've been trying to tell people that forever. You, you won't moved miss to the it, wrong but... place. You shouldn't have moved I to Oklahoma. To move... <laughs> I need to move to a Bhutan. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Try and talk Chad and your child into that. We're moving to Bhutan. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, done. <laughs> well, how do you, you know, I'm sure everybody at home is now going, how the heck does she do all of these things? And, and we've only touched on the various adventures you've been on. You just chose to be an adventurous and make it happen? I mean, we've had this discussion with Devin Horn. I know you know Devin. We've had this discussion with yeah. her because she's always gone on adventures too. Uh, so how do you make it happen? So when I, I left America about uh, in 2010, and I went to an equestrian college, and there was no math or science or history. It was just, just horses. And my first day, you know, everyone had to stand up and sort of share some of your teacher goals. And I stood up that day, and I said, I want to work internationally with horses. And I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know anybody that had ever worked overseas. I mean, I had no contacts, but I was just very, it was in my mind. It didn't matter how, I was just going to make it happen. And sure enough, when I graduated from that university, I, within one week, was on a flight to Belgium. That was my first job overseas. And I just didn't stop. I, you know, I didn't really, I didn't return to America after that. I, I kept bouncing around with, around the world with horses. And, you know, it's, it's funny because once you start, you start meeting people and those people know people who know people who know people. And sure enough, you know, I didn't even have to look very hard for jobs because they kept contacting me or finding me or they had heard of somebody that I had worked with and they, you know, were offering me something. So I think once you make that decision, like, hey, I'm going to go and have adventures, it's actually pretty easy. It, it, it sort of the path opens up for you. Well, there you go, everybody. There's how there's how you do it. You just make you basically just make it happen. Well, I'm excited. I hope your pink mini. Did, uh, how I, it had to be hard finding one that was still running from that from that year, but I hope that uh, you make it to Italy just fine, and I hope you steal all the cash. <laughs> yes, that would be ideal, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Crystal. Keep in touch with us, okay? Yeah. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye. And you can find her. It's Crystal Kelly, K-R-Y-S-T-A-L, Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, on Facebook. Just search uh, there. You'll find her, uh, and you'll find pictures from all of her different adventures, riding horses and playing polo and doing jumping and everything that she does. So you'll find yeah, it and, all there. and I'm also, yeah. I am organizing another trip next year to Bhutan um, because it was so much fun this year. That I am doing another one next year, so they can find that on my website. It's chriscolumbus.com, and it's spelled just like my name. It's K-R-Y-S and Columbus with a K. So, yeah, come to Bhutan. <laughs> All right, chriscolumbus.com. Jamie, Bhutan. 
In vegetarian month. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Crystal. Thank you, guys. Bye. I, okay, don't you admire people like that that just make it happen? They just <laughs> what's the what's the saying? Be the change you want to see, you know, in the world. So she is just out there doing it, man. That's awesome. She's just doing it. And by the way, what school do you go to where there's no, no math, math. science? I know. Courses? I knew you. Picked, I was going to ask I, her. That. <laughs> I couldn't get in there to ask that question, but I need to send her a message because I need to graduate from that college. Yeah, that's a pretty good college when you don't have to worry about anything. You just show up and play horses. It like, took me a minute. I was like, what'd she say? <laughs> Where's that? Huh? I think a little Born to Run from Templeton Thompson. We'll be back in just a minute. We have Sally from Heels Down coming up and a whole lot more show for you right after this. Well, I never did crawl and I never did toe the line No man is master to me, I ain't that kind I just put on my traveling shoes If you want to win, you just can't lose the time Or stay behind Well, I was born to run To get ahead of the rest
And that was Templeton Thompson with Born to Run. You can find all of her music at templetonthompson.com. So, Jamie, did I see that you actually got on one of the new horses already? I did. I did. I, I You know what I decided to do is just kind of completely restart them. Uh, one, the one that I got in Texas, Rocket, he has had a lot of rides on him, so he's actually not eligible for the retired racehorse project. And that's kind of what, what I wanted was something a little further along that I could just get on the ride. Cause I have nothing right now that I can just get on and ride, but he proved to be very tense and very suspicious. So I just decided to just well, start him over. Is he named after rocket raccoon, the raccoon in the movies? Do you have a five-year-old son who's an Avengers freak? <laughs> yes. Well, as soon as you said he was uh, tense, I thought of Rocket Raccoon. So there's perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. He's a little tense. He doesn't have a gun, thank God. Uh, but yeah, so he he is a little tense. So, so I just decided to start him over again. Uh, you know, so like I did join up the first day and then join up in long lining in the Dooley Halter the second day. The third day was join up long lining with the bridle and you guys, I don't know if I told you this, he was super ear shy. So I've been working on that. I got the bridle on perfectly. Um, and if you guys have any questions about ear shy, just send me a question about these horses. If you have one and I will answer it on the air. Um, but he was super ear shy and I got the bridle on perfect. It was great. Um, and then I got on him. So I long lined him with the bridle on and I thought, well, let's see what, what happens? I, so I got on him and, and he was just, just great. I mean, it's the second I sat on him, he starts like chomp, 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 chomp at the bit, chomp, chomp, chomp. And so I just kept him in the round pin. I kind of have to ride in the round pin cause there's nowhere else to ride. Cause there's all these loose horses everywhere. <laughs> cause I have no barn yet. Uh, so, uh, I just got on him and just worked on a little bit of connection and relaxing a little bit. And we did about 30 seconds of trotting each direction. And, uh, that was about it. So then I went and got Groot, the other horse. His name is Groot. Just so you know, Glenn, <laughs> I, I get it. So you have Groot uh, and mean, raccoon. So you just need, uh, what was the girl's name that was all in blue or whatever she was? Gamora. Gamora. Uh, hello. So you're going to get That's a mare named Gamora. No, I'm going to be Gamora for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> It's perfect, actually. <laughs> the ghetto version of Gamora, because I don't really have enough money to buy a costume, so I'm creating. A You're costume. just gonna go naked and paint yourself entirely blue. I paint myself green. Yeah, yeah. is it green or blue green. with her? Blue is the other Jennifer. Oh Jennifer. yes, 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 yes. You're yeah, right. I, I'm not even gonna pretend to be her. <laughs> Anyway, so I got a Groot and I, I sent him around and he is very, um, he's pretty much straight off the track. So he's, but his personality is so fun and he's just kind of like, look at me. Wait, don't touch me, but look at me. You know, he kind of goes around it, but he is a, a little shy of people as well, but very interested and very curious, like loading him in the trailer. He was just terrified and he got in and I when we finally got home he was completely sweaty and all this so he he's just a big baby he's three uh, they're both three and one looks six and one looks two so Groot is just he's baby Groot <laughs> <laughs> so it's perfect um so I, I I I 
did just so he's a couple of days behind so he just got the just the join up yesterday and oh my gosh it was textbook you send him around you send him away you change direction and all that and then you do the invite and you invite them to come to you and this is kind of the moment of join up where they're deciding to be with you as opposed to leave you and so i'm standing still and i can kind of see him out of the corner of my eye and he's like he looks out he looks at me he looks around he looks at me and then he just walks right up to me and just puts his nose right on my shoulder. And it was really cool. Well, they, the next thing you do is follow up where you walk, you know, a, a circle around them and they follow you. And then you walk the other direction. And he followed me that way. And then I was like, okay, we're done. And then I go across the rump and, and he follows me across the rump. Like, okay, you can go now. And I let him out and he's standing in my face and I'm like, Okay, well, I'm gonna go out the gate, and he follows me out the gate. <laughs> he, he he's like, I I get it. I'd like to be right next to you. I really like it. Um, so he was really he's really fun. So today, uh, we're supposed to have rain tonight. So I'm gonna work them both this morning after the show and and see what I can see what I can get out of him. So we'll see. It's really fun. I'm I'm having a really good time with them both. Very good. Well, no disasters or anything. Jeez. You're disappointing us here. You can't. Well, I'm like, I'm supposed to be good at this now, Glenn. My <laughs> God, I got certified. <laughs> I can't be that girl when I'm by myself with racehorses at home. <laughs> you know, I'd be calling you from the hospital. So I'm doing, I mean, you know, there's like Elisa says, there's still horses. So we'll, we'll see. I'm sure there's a disaster coming soon, Glenn. You'll, you know, I won't disappoint. Can we make a note that Elisa did not pick on you once today, which is a first in the f- 10 years we've had her coming on this show? It was kind of weird. I was like, are you okay? I need to you call her and say, look, if you want to keep coming on this show, you're the only one that can rip Jamie and get away with it. You need to continue <laughs> that or you're not on the show anymore. Well, I, she can't say anything now, Glenn, because my God, I'm like trying to be her. So, you know, <laughs> she used to rip me for not having a Mustang and then I get a Mustang and then she ripped me for not having another Mustang and I got another one. Then I got a third one. And then now I'm doing the racehorse thing. So, uh, you know what? It's like she has, uh, you know what? She has to be nice to me because I live and she gets a free place to stay. Well, that's true. (laughs) Gotta be nice to me. You're like a baby Wallace. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if only, if only. All right. Let's get uh, Sally on here. She joins us twice a month from Heels Down Magazine and Heels Down Happy Hour. One of the terrific uh, shows on the network and is doing very well. People seem to uh, like a bunch of women sitting around drinking and talking about horse stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All all we do. That's it. Good morning, Sally. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. Thanks for joining us. You know, I was just, I don't get to record your show anymore because Jemmy has taken it over and won't give it back. Well, we like Jemmy better anyway. I, so. I know. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. I love you, Sally. And no, Glenn, you're never getting that show back that ever, was, ever, ever. That wasn't Rip an accident, cold, dead hand. No, I didn't think it was. Uh, but <laughs> I, I saw in the last uh, episode, which was number, th- I can't believe it's number 34 already. Let's just start there. I know, there. right? That's crazy. That Jess was in Europe, Jess Payne was in Europe, and I know that uh, Doug was showing over there. But what is this about DJs on the cross-country course, like actual disc jockeys? Yeah, like they have, so Buccalo and um, Leon were the two, so they were in the, in Holland and in France. Look at me with my geography. Look at you, um, world so traveler. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I just Googled before I came on air. Um, <laughs> so, but, so 
they Bookalo has like is like famous for being a really good party event and like the competitors parties like I follow Tammy Smith. She's a, another writer who was at Buklo who did really well. And um, she was Snapchatting the whole time. And <laughs> they had like these massive parties every night. And everybody was like walking home really late. And Jess was like, yeah, there's literally like a DJ booth. And it's like, I don't think people really knew that there was even an, a horse show going on. They were just too busy, you know, drinking and partying. It's <laughs> like, that's crazy. <laughs> And then on Sunday, there was a cross country, like on foot, like a human cross country race that was happening at the same time as the trot up for the horses. So it was just like, what is happening in this country? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So they were actually yeah. racing around the cross. Did they have to jump the jumps too? I, I doubt it. No, oh. that would have been, uh, I would have gone just to see that. But no, I think it was just like a long distance running thing, which I don't know why anybody would would do that on purpose, but. <laughs> um, remember Sally if you see me running you better run too I better I better follow you <laughs> you better run because I'm getting chased <laughs> which is ironic because one of the other things you talked about on the last episode was how to stay fit when you can't ride and running know, right? would be one of those things Sally it is. and I you know what I do run I run for like 10 minutes at a time on a treadmill so like that doesn't really qualify as as a long distance you you couldn't stretch me out for you know, a few miles. So all, See, all Sally, the here's the, the thing. Here, here's the thing is I run too. I run when I've got my horse in the cross ties and I'm like, crap, I forgot my helmet. And I run right. to the tack room and grab yes. it and that's, I come back that's out. That's known as a sprint. That's, <laughs> okay. That's I'm, a sprint. I'm a sprinter. Yeah. You're a sprinter. <laughs> <laughs> Who's with me? Well, with our turn. <laughs> anyway that heals down happy hour number 34 is out you can check it out every place that uh, podcasts are found i i know that's not what you wanted to talk about but i saw that and had oh, to no. ask yeah i know it's always good to talk about because i think we have such like random funny conversations on there that people don't really know what to expect we always get new people we have a facebook group that's dedicated to the heels down happy hour and we always get new people every week they're like oh you guys are so fun i just discovered you so um, it's really great, but um, have you converted yeah. Jemmy into a horse girl yet? You know, I think she's um, started to drink more. <laughs> well, well, first of all, Sally, I, I hate to pop your bubble, but no one can make me drink more. But let me say, I, I, uh, so I'm not a horse girl, but this is one of the most entertaining hour and a half of my every other week that I can pop. I love listening to them, and they make it. Um, they make it reachable for the non-horse girls. So I yeah, love absolutely. And I think, you know, Jemmy, if you were ever out and people just started to talk about horses, because, you know, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> um, you can hold your own, you know. Thank you. Thank you. Um, oh, my gosh. So, but yeah, we are. I, I'm sorry. I got a little distracted. Did you guys, you guys might have already talked about this men's health cover with John Krasinski on it. Have you seen it? Uh, no. Uh. Okay. Well, I'll send it to you. You should talk about it on the show tomorrow or the next day. But um, it's. It's he's on a horse and it's the horse is like is like rooting its head upward and its mouth is gaping open because it looks like he's like pulling on its mouth too much and it's like the most unpleasant picture. Anyway, I'm sorry, it was just it just popped up on my screen. I'm googling it now. I'm googling it's, it. It's bad. Um so anyway, you know, one of the other things that we're doing right now is we've really kind of had our our email newsletter, the heels down brief takeoff. And so I haven't really talked about that too much with you guys. 
Um, so I thought I'd come on and chat about oh it. Oh my God, bit. hold on. I just saw the picture. Did you see it? Okay, okay, okay. Let's talk about that real quick. Isn't it bad? It's really oh, bad. Oh my God. Who was like, wow, this is a beautiful like, photo. Who sat around the editorial meeting and was like, that's the winner. Literally, he has the horse's head yanked way up in the air, mouth wide open, and bit ripping the horse's mouth uh, out. And he's like in a Suit. suit. Like, he's not even in anything remotely equestrian, you know? (laughs) Is this Men's Health magazine? When did Jim Jim from The Office become this, like, sex symbol? It's weird. (laughs) No, well, he had that, like, horror movie that he directed and had the the lead, uh, what was it, The Quiet Place movie? Did you guys see that? No, no. Jamie, did you see that? You like horror movies. Did you see that? No, but it's definitely on my list. I have to see it. It's interesting, but it's hard to take him seriously. (laughs) I mean, he's Jim, for God's sake. He's Jim. You know, I feel bad for the guy, though, because, you know, people get stuck in those roles. And, you know, it's the same like the people from Friends or, you know, anybody from Saturday Night Live. You can just get stuck in those roles. Sheldon is always going to be Sheldon, no matter what we see him in. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So. But you know what? At least they're good at that one thing. So you got that going. <laughs> this that. is why Heels Down Happy Hour is Jimmy's favorite. We are totally off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's <laughs> talking happens, to Sally. Though. It's like squirrel. John Krasinski on a horse. <laughs> By the way, the horse is like swishing his tail, and John Krasinski is in a like a suit, looking off to the side. And I while googling, and it's like if you took the horse away, maybe you would accomplish that. But while googling, I noticed that there's a lot of uh, shirtless pictures of him, and he has been working out. Oh, so he <laughs> does not have an office job anymore, I would guess. No, he actually is a spy or something in some new show on oh, HBO. Yeah, see, he's trying to go all hardcore now, and it's just making me a little uncomfortable. Oh God, Google him. You will not be uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Well that that, that Okay, now you're funny. really off the rails. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> so anyway, the heels down brief, bringing it back here. Um, so we have this weekday newsletter. Um, if you guys have not signed up yet, you can go to we just made a bit.ly link. So it's bit.ly slash HD brief. Um, but you can sign up. It's free. It gets delivered to your email every week and every weekday. And we kind of put a good collection of like real world news items like you know yesterday i think i or monday i think i put one in about um what to do if you win the two billion dollar jackpot um and then there's there's horse news in there there is some a collection of all of our articles and we're actually also partnering with the washington international horse show this week um so we've been doing a look back at like famous people that have gone to the washington horse show um, and then we also have this really funny humor section at the very bottom that is written by one of our staff writers. She's hilarious. And it's called Lastly. And it's just like a little, like I'll read you today. It says, horses are weird. One minute they can be doing coordination heavy movements, such as a PF and canter pirouettes. And the next minute they're stuck in the corner of their stall and can't get up. So it's just like... <laughs> Just little one-liners like that every week. So it's a good way to start your day. It's news that everybody can kind of agree on. It's not, you know, nothing polarizing. And it's just a good way to kind of catch up on the horse world and the quote-unquote real world. So I that's my plug for today. I just signed up for it. I just signed yeah, up it, for it. It's a, good one. it's a good one. I don't think there's too much like, you know, a lot of the other, um, you know, like USCF will send out a weekly newsletter with a collection of their stories. But this is really the only one I've seen that does a little bit of a variety and a little bit of funny stuff too. So we like it and we hope you do too. 
Very cool. That's very cool. And uh, I am looking on there. I haven't been to Heels Down. Uh, HeelsDownMag.com is the website, yep. and you go on there. Um, and you guys have done some pretty interesting stories, uh, like Cannabis yep. for Horses. I guess that was in Heels Down Happy Hour. Uh, yeah, well, did we that. did a story on the on the magazine on that on the, on hemp products for horses too. Um, so it's been a topic for sure. <laughs> I'm thinking about that for Scooter. It might be a good option for him. Yeah. 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 Not blowing up his nose, Glenn. <laughs> Do not hotbox <laughs> your pony. <laughs> He'd probably like that, though, actually. He'd probably like <laughs> like, I'm smoking it because I'm helping my pony. That's why. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Sally. We appreciate you yep. stopping by. <laughs> you guys have a good day. All Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. <clears throat> Nobody gets off the topic more than. Sally. I'm like, what magazine does she work for? I can't even remember. <laughs> As I've gone down this rabbit hole I thought of John I was Krasinski bad. pictures. <laughs> I thought I was bad. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up for today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, now, tomorrow, we have a very special Horse Husbands episode. Now, women aren't allowed to listen, of course. That's a given. But we have a very special Horse Husbands episode for you. We It's all about comedy. We have two comedians on the show. Uh, we have Craig Quartermain, and you all saw his... His his video, it's had over 2 million views now about his horsey wife. He is a very popular comedian in Australia. I had to go through his agent to get this done. That tells you something. Uh, and then he goes back to his wife and says, I'm going to be on this horse show. I don't know anything about it. And she goes, well, I listen to that. So, awesome. <laughs> so apparently his wife is a fan of the Horse Radio Network. So he is on, and he's a lot of fun. And also, we have Michael Eric Lawrence. You all see his videos, what he does here in the United States. They're a little not safe for work. No, there are a lot of not safe for work. And I think you know who I'm talking about, too, Jamie. Um, he, his videos have become very popular, and he's on as well. So it's all comedy on tomorrow's Horse Husband episode. And then Jennifer said she needs some bad ads. So get your ads in to Jennifer at Horse Radio Network. Dot com. Uh, submit your bad ads there, and she would uh, love to have them come in. Also, if you go to our website now, go to horsesinthemorning.com, you'll find that there is a voicemail tab on the right side of the page. If you have a laptop or your phone and you're going with something that has a microphone, you can just hit the voicemail tab, and you can read your own ad right there, and it sends it to us automatically. So you don't have to do anything. You don't have to record a sound file and then email it. It'll just send it to us. So if you want double the credits for reading your own ads, it's just become easier. Now, um, I do want to say, too, that speaking of our Facebook page on Horses in the Morning, I did get a question, and it is clipping season again. And if you stuck around this long on the show, I'm going to give you the recipe. Oh, so what's, what's, what, what was the question? So you, you, it's body clipping time for many yeah. parts of the country and you have to body clip your horses and you want it to go as smoothly as possible. And it is very difficult sometimes to, to, to get through all the hair. So there's a magic serum that we will use. So there's a, there's a, a step one, two, three. So first thing you do is you got to give your horse a bath. You got to wash them. I know it's going to be probably cold. Figure out a way to wash them if you're going to clip them. Uh, that, that's a, that's the first thing, the best thing you can do. Uh, but the magic serum after they completely dry is you're going to spray them with a 50, 50 mix. 
go buy a spray bottle from the dollar store because you will never be able to use it again because it will gum up and it's going to be gross. But it will work for this one time. 50% uh, uh, Shoshin and 50% baby oil. And you don't need to fill up the whole bottle. Just, you know, you just a little at a time so you don't have to use all your Shoshin. Uh, but 50% Shoshin, 50% um baby oil, when you spray that on, like the oil actually lubricates the clippers and the Shoshin helps the clippers go straight through the the hair, no problem. So I did just got a couple emails about that this week. So I wanted to just share that on the show and let you guys know what you can do. It's what you'll be like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I can't believe it. There you go. The horse has to be dry. Get dull so quick anyway, that anything you could do to make them last a little longer is a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the baby oil, like, lubricates a little bit and the shoshin makes it just you'll go to push through it and it goes like right on through and it's very uh awesome so give that a try very cool well there's your tip of the day Uh, that's it for today we'll see you all tomorrow morning here on the show and then jamie will be back on friday take care spay neuter geld have a good one thank you jamie Horse Girl in the Making, 